Do you ever feel tired of just being a woman? I know that's kind of a weird question, but sometimes it feels like the concept of what a woman is supposed to be kind of gets a little overwhelming and sometimes pretty confusing. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want to give up and go, I guess I'm not a woman. I guess I don't know what it means to be a woman and I'm tired of trying and I'm tired of failing. Well, today I want to talk to you because I believe that we are never going to have true security until we find our identity, not in being a woman necessarily, but in something much more core to who we are. So let me explain. At this point, I think we all know that we have three parts to ourselves, right? We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And the problem is too often as women and just as human beings in general, we get this idea that If we change our soul, if we change our emotions, if we change the way we think, if we change the things that we do, then we're finally going to be confident in who we are. If I can just be a better cook, if I can just be a better mom, if I can be a better wife, if I can be a better career woman, if I could just be more assertive, if I could be more um, serving and submissive or whatever it is that you feel like you're supposed to be more like, then we would have true confidence as a woman. And... That's just not going to ever cut it because we're never going to be perfect. We always make mistakes. I don't know about you, but I always fail in some area of what the perfect woman is supposed to be. And we were never called to be perfect women, right? So how do we find this true confidence? How do we become confident women if we're not supposed to find our identity in just being a woman? Well, first of all, I want to explain that there's a difference between our vertical relationship with God and our more horizontal relationships with other people. I would say most of our problems that we deal with on an everyday basis have to do with these horizontal relationships with other people, right? Your husband, your sisters, your girlfriend, your coworkers, uh, the people you don't like, like, right? That's all like this horizontal relationship we have with people. But a lot of times we try and fix those things without looking at our vertical relationship with God, the way that God sees us. And the way that God sees you isn't as just a woman, right? Even though he did make you a woman, but he sees you as his royal daughter. And when you can find your identity as I am the daughter of the most high God, When you get that vertical relationship sealed in your heart, then that will give you the confidence and the abilities to deal with all of the other horizontal relationships that you have in your everyday life, right? So I think one reason why it's hard to find our identity as a woman right now is because the world has so many definitions of what a woman is, right? Most of the reason why or how the world portrays a woman is uh, seductive, uh, emotional, flighty, irrational, lustful, jealous, prideful, never making the right decisions, right? This is kind of like basically what I would think the world describes women as. Basically every negative attribute that you could put to a person, that's how they describe women. But then you look at the church and it kind of looks like women are um, supposed to just serve and serve quietly, right? And so if you're if you don't have that kind of personality or you don't have that kind of time, then you feel like you're failing as a woman, right? 
But then, you know, you look at the, the the feminists and, you know, you're supposed to be controlling and taking charge of your life and climbing the corporate ladder. And, you know, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. So does that mean that you're failing as a, a woman? It, it becomes very confusing when we not only find our identity as a in being a woman, but in looking to other people and looking to the world to find out what that means. There's a famous um, story in The Lord of the Rings that I know everyone attributes to womanhood and Christianity, so bear with me. But it's the scene when Eowyn, who is the niece, or sorry, yeah, the niece, I believe, of the king at the time in the last Lord of the Rings movie, The Return of the King, and she disguises herself as a man so she can go out on the battlefield and fight with the men, right? She's very much like, I want to help protect my people, very... Uh, very spirited woman, and she goes out and she sees her king, who's her uncle, in trouble, right? She sees him in trouble. He's about to die. The, the enemy guy is about to completely kill him, and she steps in the middle of them and protects him and just shouts, no, like, you can't have him. You'll have to go through me. And then the, I almost want to say Dementor, that's not right, <laughs> The bad guy um, looks at her and says, fool, do you not know that no man can defeat me? And everyone knows this, but she looks back at him and says, but I am not a man. Takes off her helmet and then stabs him right in the face, I think. I'm not sure. Of course, she had some help. But so many times this story has uh, been used as kind of a cliche for strong women but I see a little bit more behind its words. Sure, I believe that women are strong and in some ways can be stronger than others, but I don't really believe that Eowyn's strength on the battlefield that day came from her womanhood, but from something much more core to who she was, and that is a royal daughter. You see, fear has a way of facing off with all of us. It stares us down and declares over us, fool, don't you know that no one can overcome me? And saying that you're a man or a woman isn't going to make much of a difference. You know, even saying, but I'm a Christian, sir, you know, that's not going to mean much if you truly don't know what that means. You see, knowing who you are is more important than you realize because it's in who you are that all of your authority over fear has its roots. I don't think Eowyn was able to find her courage that day because she was a woman, right? There were plenty of women there who didn't do what she did. But Eowyn found her strength from being a daughter. And that is what I'm trying to help you see is that your strength and your identity has to come from being a royal daughter. Now, there's some other women, uh, real women who really existed in the Bible that I think also point to this same same truth here. So first I'm going to share with you, of course, Queen Esther. Esther, of course, had to had to go before the king unannounced to save her people because God was asking her to. This was the purpose that she had come to the palace for. God was asking her to trust him in this moment, and she didn't have to, right? She didn't have to do what God said. She'd probably still be in the palace and actually, you know, who knows what would have happened, but she decided to align herself with what God was telling her to do, even if it meant that she would lose her own life. And in that moment, her courage to do that, which we all admire, we all want to be like Queen Esther, we all want to have her courage, but her courage didn't come from, I am a woman, hear me roar, right? 
It didn't even come from the fact that she was a queen in Persia because she could still die. Just because she was the queen of Persia didn't mean that she was omitted from that law. But her courage came from the fact that she was a daughter of the Most High God who would protect her and who would defend her and who would be with her every step of the way. True courage will come from knowing who you are as a daughter of God. Another woman that found her identity in him is Ruth. You know, and she wasn't even in the children of God, right? She was actually outside of the people of God and married into it, and then her husband passed away. So now she decides to stick with Naomi, her mother-in-law, to stick with the people of God, and she chooses God. She chooses to be a part of his family. She chooses to trust in him to be faithful to her, even though she didn't originally have a covenant with him. And because she trusted in God, there were plenty of women in that field, okay? There were plenty of women in that field who were taking crops and gleaning after the guys and, um, you know, providing for their families that way. But only one caught the eye of Boaz, and that was Ruth. And Ruth found her provision from God, from being a daughter of God, not in being a woman. Because again, there were plenty of women out there in that field, but only one caught the eye of Boaz. And that was because her identity wasn't being a daughter of God. She obeyed God. She did what God led her to do. And in her obedience came that provision. Another woman who demonstrates this is Rahab, right? Kind of the, the scarlet scarlet letter of the Bible, right? Rahab, the prostitute from, I, I believe it's Jericho. Um, but again, another kingdom. She wasn't part of the people of God. And she was a prostitute. That's how she made her money and uh, worked for a living, provided for her family. But when the spies came to spy out the land, she turned away from her earthly king to align herself with what God is doing on the earth. And she chose, again, the people of God, and she chose to become a daughter of God. She chose to align herself with God and his plans. And because of that, her protection came from choosing to be a daughter of God, right? She was saved, her household was saved, and she became a part of the people of Israel. She became a part of the children of God. And all three of these women in the Bible, Esther, Ruth, and Rahab, they all became women in the lineage of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? There aren't many women mentioned in the lineage of Jesus, but these three women are specifically mentioned. And not only that, but two of them didn't even start out as a Jew, as a part of the children of God. And so it's just absolutely amazing. But all of these women found their strength, their courage, their provision, and their protection, not from just the fact that they were women. Were they women? Yes. But they weren't just women. They weren't limited to just being a woman on the earth. But they were daughters of the Most High God who made the heavens and the earth. And because they tapped into that revelation, they were able to live their lives on another level while everyone else is living at an earthly level. And that's what we need to do as women of God. If you're needing strength, if you're needing courage or provision or protection or 
or confidence, or you know that there's just something more for you in this life. You need to tap into not just who you are as a woman, but who you are as a royal daughter of God, because that is where your strength, your courage, your provision, your protection, your confidence truly comes from. And when you tap into that, you will begin to see extraordinary things happen in your life. One more woman I want to talk about because it's just so amazing is Corey Ten Boom, who I, I know some of you may know was a Dutch woman who hid Jew who hid Jews in her home during World War II. Kind of like um, she's known kind of along the Anne Frank uh, time period, and she wrote a book called The Hiding Place about her stories during the war. And I will say that this is one of my favorite books of all time, both the story and what happened in it, but also the way it was written. Corey is one of the most amazing writers I've ever read in my life. So I will say that if you are wanting to read the book and you don't want me to spoil anything that happens in it, then you may want to save the rest of this episode for after you read the book, which I highly encourage that you do. But that was my email. I apologize. (laughs) But, um... But anyway, if you're fine with a little bit of spoil alerts, then keep listening. So in the book, um, The Hiding Place, Corey talks about her time hiding Jews in her home and then also about her time in Nazi prison camps. And one part really stuck out to me. When I read this part, I had to put the book down and I think I just started crying because it just kind of hit me so hard. But she obviously got out because... She wrote several books about her experiences and spent time traveling the world speaking about her time. So she obviously survives. But here's how she survives. When she's in one of several Nazi prison camps that she was in, she all of a sudden gets taken to an office and she goes through the process, gets release papers, they get stamped, they get sent, and she literally leaves. Gets put on a train, kind of left for dead because she's not in good health finally makes it back to Holland, um, which is still occupied by Germany and has to have a secret transport set up to get her home. But anyway, she ends up leaving and she was really confused. Like, why did I leave? Like there's thousands of girls in her barracks, over a thousand. And she just got chosen to leave. Like it didn't make any sense to her, but she just kind of went with it. Right. Well, then later she finds out that The way she got out and the way she got those release papers and got released from the Nazi prison camp was because of a clerical error. Isn't that amazing? An error. There was an error in the paperwork and she got released. They didn't mean to send her off. And I believe it was about two weeks after she was released, her entire barracks, the place she was staying at, all of those women were taken out and led into the gas chambers, and all of them died. And that was supposed to be her. And yet she got released two weeks before because of a clerical error. When I read that, it just overwhelmed me because here is Corey, who loves God, you know, isn't sure what's going to happen to her, but is just trusting in Him. And here is God who saves her from this, this terrible situation and there was nothing she could have done to make that happen. Corey had had stayed close to God. She had led a lot of women to the Lord. She was she was staying in tune with her relationship with God. But it's not like she spoke and the gates opened and she was able to leave. It was literally the goodness of God that he got her out of there just in time. And you know, 
we're living in a time right now where a lot of people are scared. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of things that are happening in our world and in our country that are not necessarily within our own control. I can't control what my government does. I can't control, um, you know, a lot of things that are going on right now. And that can cause a lot of fear in a lot of people's hearts. But I want to encourage you right now that you are not just a woman on this earth that has to deal with everything that's coming her way, but just like Corey and just like Rahab and just like Ruth and just like Esther and just like Eowyn, you are a royal daughter and you are a royal daughter of God. And you need to press in to what that really means. Keep listening to this podcast and find out what that really means. That needs to be your focus because like we said at the beginning of this episode, when you get a revelation and your heart truly begins to understand what it means to be a royal daughter of God, that is going to begin to influence your soul, your mind, your emotions, your thoughts, and then that is going to begin to influence your body and the rest of your life and the way your life looks and the way your life goes. And I promise you that it is going to make a significant impact in your life. You are a royal daughter of the Most High God, a joint heir with Christ, and an ambassador over this earth. Fear will point to your physical self, your your emotions, your thoughts, your mood swings, trying to intimidate you. But we have to point back with our spirit, which is incorruptible, indestructible, and it's not subject to anything in this world. Fears will always come trying to intimidate you to look on what's temporary, but there is truly nothing to fear when you keep your gaze fixed on the eternal. We may be in this world, but we are not of this world. So no matter what you're facing in this season, take your stand in faith, placing your trust and your hope in whose you are. Not just a person, not just a woman, but a daughter with a sword. 